Wait for it. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to and entering into fall. Are we officially in fall? We are officially there. Okay, welcome to a fall Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, JP on soundboard, and special in-studio guest Michael Hummison. Oh, I thought he was going to play... An Something funky. Thing. Um, and we have two special guests calling in. Keep them in suspense. Okay. Actually, three special guests. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know about a third. I think you did. But anyways, folks, so this time of year, I am always mindful of our beautiful season of fall. I'm mindful of the spiritual message being proclaimed to you and me. That we begin to see the trees changing colors and they coincide with death. So this beauty coincides with death and in this world we are dying in this world right we're dying none of us will live in this world it is a it is a uh, meant to be um, claimed for Jesus Christ in the process of our dying to give life to give glory to God in the midst of our dying that we're like those leaves that were radiant as we die we're radiant in this process of of dying so what so we can live in eternity so we can give glory to God in eternity and uh, I have to just kind of quote my fi- one of my favorite rock bands from the 1970s triumph the song fight the good fight because you know it it's just in culture today, too often we're down on culture. And let's face it, there are clouds and there are shadows that seem to be around us if we immerse ourselves too much in the media. And we should be aware, by the way, folks, we shouldn't stick our heads in the sands. We've got to be engaged in things happening. We've got to be aware of what's happening in the ecclesial world around us with uh, the crisis, the McCarrick thing, and all that's followed. There are grave causes for really going to prayer and fasting. We've got to be aware of them. We've got to speak to them, right, with humility. That'll form us. Something significant and epic is happening, right? now that we need to be attuned to of a supernatural nature and of course the Kavanaugh thing that drama is playing out and uh, you know the enemy we got to we got to discern what is the enemy's role here he likes to stir things up in us he likes to you know I don't know exert a kind of gravitas that he doesn't deserve because God is still Lord God is truly still Lord over heaven and earth so anyways to my preface of the rock band triumph Rick Emmett, awesome musician. Anyways, the days, this is from Fight the Good Fight, the days grew shorter and the nights are getting long. Feels like we're running out of time. Every day it seems much harder telling right from wrong. You got to read between the lines, the refrain. Fight the good fight every moment, every minute, every day. Fight the good fight of your lifetime. It's your only way. So let's just begin tonight with prayer because we're talking about fighting the good fight. We're talking about speaking light to the darkness because Jesus has already won the victory. We don't need to labor for victory. We need to labor work from victory, the victory that's already been accomplished. The, the enemy wants to think differently. He wants us to feel like we're at a disadvantage. You, know, you think of oppositions, like if I were to say good, okay, bad, you may give that opposition. Um, but if I were to say God, opposition, you know, some of you may say the devil, and that's absolutely false. God has has no competitor. He is overall. He is conquered. Everything is minuscule compared to him. He created and holds all things in existence. He is all-powerful. So tonight we're going to proclaim that goodness. We're going to speak from his heart of goodness, of, um, of his conquering power. We're going to give testimony tonight. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we come before you to declare that you are Lord, which is that you are overall. You have dominion. You have conquered the gates of hell. The blood and water that pours forth from your heavenly realms, from that cross, Lord, there's nothing that can stand 
And we, uh, we pray, Lord, that we would um, just be icons and instruments of that victory as we, through baptism, are in you, grafted in you, individually and as a community, God. Make us aware of our identities. The enemy would want us to live in amnesia. Awaken us, God. It says, Awake, O sleeper, arise from your death, and let Christ's light shine on you. Lord, you spoke that to us through your disciple Paul. So, Lord, we do proclaim that we'd awaken to the truth of your love and who we are in you. We claim our identity in this hour, in this day, in this age, in our marriages, in our families. We declare your victory, that we speak from victory, that we're no longer, Lord, reactive to the enemy, reactive to the darkness, reactive to the clouds, that we recognize that they ought to have no influence in our inner lives, that your light radiate within us in spite of the clouds in fact all the more bright lord god make it be in the midst of our of the of the clouds we ask this in your name through christ our lord amen amen so we do have some guests as stephanie said calling in but we're going to get right to it and i'm going to put my boy michael hummison on the spot how's it going so hey mike we've known michael and his awesome family for a while and uh, michael has participated in numerous faith endeavors he comes from an awesome catholic family which is to say like the rest of us we struggle we face difficulties we're in the world and all that and i've been able to be blessed by michael and seeing his journey over the last two three years you've been on our radio program before mike which is pretty awesome yes i have and uh you know when i was down at damascus for the catholic youth summer camp you and a multitude of others exhibited such tremendous response, response to God's grace, response to his light. Mm-hmm. So I want to just ask you, the moments that you and I know that we experienced down there, uh, the prayer, the worship, whatever, what different happened? And now months down the road, what difference has it made to this this moment in your life? Okay, good question. I'm going to try <laughs> to answer as quick as I can because I could probably talk about it for a long time, but... I think probably one of the most profound things that happened to me while I was there was I wasn't expecting anything to happen. So going in, I was just thinking that it'd be a good time. You know, I'd, I'd pray with my friends and then ride a jet ski and then go home. <laughs> and uh, it was a night during uh, adoration. It was the third night during adoration where um, I was looking at the Eucharist and um i was just staring at it for some time and like i wanted to um encounter god but i i just really wasn't um and i was praying and i was kind of jumping around because they were they were playing some worship songs and everyone was going crazy and i was thinking i just really want to like feel god's existence Mm -hmm. and my uh group leader he's an amazing guy his name's dominic Mm -hmm. and he came up to me and uh he put his hand on my shoulder, and I think that's, like, one of the most craziest things is when you're worshiping and someone just, like, lays their hand on mm. you. And he told me, he said, and he had been on the opposite side of the room, and um, so it was crazy because I felt like he, um, it was God speaking through him because he said to me, he said, um, he said, God wants me to tell you this, and he said that you're standing right before him, and you're, like, jumping towards him, but you just need, like, the extra push like to receive him and he wants you to know that even though you don't think that you can receive him you can because i felt like at in the moment i wasn't able to receive him so that's what was holding me back and after he told me that um i sort of just broke down and uh that that made the night for me and then it made me realize um a couple things uh, afterwards that had happened um that i had been living for security and i think so many people live for security which mm. is like wealth which mm. i think you know wealth isn't a bad thing but I think you should live for um, what you're passionate about because I think that God created you 
um, with your passions. And I think you just need to find them and then live them out instead of living for security. So like living for what makes the most money, because that's all really I was looking at and that I, that's all I was interested in. But now I'm more interested in what God wants for me. And this is pretty powerful, Mike, because let's face it, coming off at a big event, I, I'm grateful, but I'm not impressed by people in the last moments of a great retreat or program. What really it speaks to me is months down the road. And here we mm-hmm. are months down the road. And uh, you, you felt like something rather permanent took hold in you and you're cooperating with it to this day. I do, yes. That's awesome. John Paul, you want to kick in? I know we got a guest calling in momentarily here, but uh, what what praise do you have to give John Paul tonight? What's God doing? Um, gosh, I would just say answered prayers. Um, right now in my life, at least, uh, just God answering prayers that I've prayed um, months ago. And so one of those, Mike Hummison is actually an answered prayer for, um, mm-hmm. just with our youth lit group, um, it's, it's been on my mind a lot because as Pause. a leader, what's a yes. youth lit group, youth lit group. Um, it's a time for high school students to get together, worship God, to grow in faith, not for just the purpose of leaving it there, but to go out and be like to torches, torches, um, just setting fires. That sounds a very wrong and don't call no, the police on me, but, um, we don't want Holy kids going out and arsonist. blowing things up, but yeah, exactly. Um, because there is so much like, I mean, Ezekiel uses the analogy of, and in this prophecy of dry bones and like the best kindling is kindling that's dry. And so, mm-hmm. uh, there's just so much dry kindling out there that's just waiting to be ignited. And, uh, yeah, and so that's the goal of lit is that we are drawing in those dry bones and then when those bones <laughs> become lit on fire for Jesus Christ that they're going out and keeping it lit by being with other people who are lit but also by you need kindling to stay uh, alive and so um, as a fire and so continuing to evangelize and bring the word to other people. But so as a lit leader, one thing is just you recognize that you can only do so much as one person. And like God always sends people out two by two, but I didn't really have any context of support for my age. And there is a caller calling in. So I will check the phone that. call. So folks, uh, John Paul didn't quite get to finish, but you got the praise in there that he's meeting and they've been meeting for over two years, almost on a weekly basis with high school young people who are seeking the heart of Christ to build up that fellowship. And I think where he was going with it is Mike Hummison is uh, here with us and just a great, uh, if you will, partner in Christ with John Paul. And there are certainly some others, but to have that other person that you're praying with and uh, who joins you in the ministry. And so I want to say to our listeners right now, if you have high school kids in the Toledo area, um, contact us, alive at massimpact.us. If you are interested in being part, if you're in high school again or have kids or grandkids in high school and they're hungry to more fully know Christ authentically in a community like that, again, email me, alive at massimpact.us. If you go to Facebook, and most of the kids are on Facebook these days, their Facebook presence is called Lit Planet, real simple, L-I-T Planet. You can message there. That will go directly to uh, John Paul and Michael. And uh, so we're going to continue the praise tonight, folks. And um, we do have a couple callers. I, I know two of them. My wife is going to surprise me with a third. No, just before we get to callers and continue these 
um, testimonies of good news, because that is what we are called to do. And that is what defeats the enemy along with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Amen. Um, just a little commercial that we didn't do at Revelations the Revelations 12, 11. Thank you. You're my walking concordance. Um, That's cute. Just w- I'm oh. sitting right now. Um, oh, my goodness. Michael, help me out here. Thank you, John Paul. Not so much. Anyway, we want to warmly invite you to this Thursday, September 27th, a, a special regional Ignite at St. Rose in Perrysburg, 6.30 p.m., a beautiful evening of witness, word, um, praise, Worship. I mean, it'll, it'll just be a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to come together that before punctuates. the Eucharistic Lord. Punctuating. Well, punctuates our praise report that we've been meeting in in our home for seven weeks with our lit group, 16 people. And uh, that's what makes this Ignite different, is we're not just logistically putting on an event anytime in front of Jesus. Awesome. But we've been meeting with this community, and uh, they're part of putting this on. So Brett and Ellen Hunterbrinker, MCing, mainly Brett, because Ellen will be helping with the kids. But uh, Peter and... And that's no, that's absolutely right. Sweet. Peter and Laura Range uh, involved in helping to lead prayer in a special way, praying into the 40 Days for Life. We really want to see a lot of wind beneath the wings of that very important movement. So him, we've got a phenomenal worship leader in Brendan O'Rourke, who is, uh, has done Ignites in the early days down in the south when we had 350, 400 people. Sue Hohenbrink, post a board of women, is going to give a powerful short testimonial to that. Bring your families, bring your friends. Super easy evangelization, folks. It's going to be fire everybody knows somebody right now who could stand knowing god's love send them a text invite them to join you again this thursday st rose perrysburg 6 30 p.m be there and who do we have on this wonderful line all the way from florida <laughs> hi oh <Hello>. wow <laughs> that was so Hello. perfect hi guess, annie guess which one's annie <laughs> welcome colin <laughs> Thank you both for calling in and being with us tonight. Well, thanks for having us. You got a nice deep voice there, Colin. It's beautiful. Very deep. Well, listen, no, um, it's not. It's, it's, it's. We're, we're speaking light to darkness tonight, and I invite the both of you to share with us what is God doing with you down there at Ave Maria University? Share with us some of the transformational evidence of God's love on that campus. How's that? Yeah, so um, it's already been such a full semester. Um, so blessed. It's crazy that it's not even October yet. Um, yeah, so probably I've just seen a lot of people um, just come into like crazy freedom in worship. Um, just both at our worship nights that we've been having as well as just living their lives. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of fearlessness in people who are willing to pray together or be open to going places that the Holy Spirit is leading them that maybe they were resistant to before. Um, Yeah, namely, just like my personal experience that I'm seeing with, it's just like a lot of women on this campus through this Out of the Desert Worship Night that we started, um, um, yeah, I guess last semester around Christmas time, right after Christmas, and just seeing the growth there is really cool and seeing how like God is totally the God of the breakthrough, but he's also the God of the process. Um, And it's just Mm -hmm such an honor and a privilege to enter in to the processes of so many different people and just love them and claim breakthrough even when there's days that are hard and it's kind of like, okay, why are you still making these decisions or why are you still doing these things? But like seeing people strive for holiness um, and seeing people 
decide to step into discomfort and leave mm-hmm. behind, you know, whatever the boats might be to walk on the water. Um, so yeah, that's just that's been really cool. It's awesome. To see a lot of lately. So Annie, a quick note: it's your third year at Ave, and you certainly experienced some powerful things in the first two years. You worked for the university in different capacities. You're involved with campus ministry, involved with retreats, and all of that. But you definitely have shared with us that you've endured, certainly from the perspective of today, you endured some desert. You endured some having to kind of stick with it and, you know, darkness may be too strong or whatever. But what witness can you give to those listening right now who are about a good thing, but they maybe feel alone or they feel an absence of anointing? Maybe you're thinking about giving up because you're experiencing some fruit now from seeds cultivated over the past two years. Yeah, I would just say that um, we're working from love. We're not working for love. And whatever I have done or started or anything like over the last two years has been a result of the radical transformative love that I've experienced from Jesus. So it's like, honestly, for me, like, I don't even, not that I don't care if there's fruit or not, but it's like, it's just so much just me and Jesus and inviting people into that is awesome. But that's the thing is it's an invitation. Um, And so like giving up, like, isn't even an option because it's just like, okay, this is like me and the Lord and we're doing our thing. And he's pulling in other people and just realizing like, there, I, I'm just so shook, as the kids say, um, <laughs> by just serious. the reality of how, like, there's an anointing for sure that the Lord has placed on our lives, but there's also an appointed time. So mm. we're walking in the anointing, but, like, there is this time for everything. There is a season for everything. And I think so often we need to give up whatever we expect this season to be, mm. whatever we expect the fruit of this season to be, and just give it over to the Lord and find joy in what's happening right now and claim victory in what's happening right now. Um, and also just even claim the victory before we see it, claim the breakthrough mm. before we see it, because we know that God is the God of completion and that he's already made all things right um, and he's made all things new, and we can have total confidence in that. Amen. Thank you, Annie. You're proclaiming things that we kind of set up and pronouncing them in a beautiful way, and that's, that's just really awesome. Folks, you're tuning into Ignite Radio Live, and we're proclaiming it tonight. We're proclaiming God's love and His glory, working from victory, not for victory, from love, not for love, receiving that grace, receiving that love, and living in it in its fullness. So, Colin, you're new to this campus. You're a freshman, and uh, we were blessed to know you. You kind of reached out to Joseph. We, uh, we refer to Joseph uh, with, with amusement and affection is sort of Colin's ex because they're supposed to be roommates and uh, and, and you know Joseph he's the in a good path and Colin, Joseph's going to call okay. in a little later I guess I'm already betraying the second call but uh, both oh. very compatible in terms of uh, leading worship and um, love of Christ and all that so Colin what is your perspective as a freshman coming and how are things playing out for you? Yeah it's, so it's been great uh, from almost you might call an outsider's perspective um, just to come here uh, I, I came from a, a really strong Parish in, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, really, you know, really experienced the love of the Lord there. But coming here, it's been uh, it's been really powerful. Um, I just think the the sheer reverence and just numbers of people. Uh, just even at mass, um, we have five masses a day, I believe here, mm-hmm. and everyone I've been to is is full, uh, almost awesome. full. Um, and just to see the the reverence from the students has been really overwhelming and really um, really encouraged me. Um, and and from a and from worship perspective, um, you know, like uh, like authentic worship, if you if you want to call it that, uh, there hasn't been a lot of that in my diocese and in, in, uh, in Fort Wayne, and it's something I really want to try and uh, bring home with me when I when I go back 
uh, this winter and this summer because it's something that I really experienced here. I, I led a little bit of worship um, back home, but uh, w- what I've experienced here uh, has really been really powerful and, and, and just really authentic uh, and, and just and complete prayer, and you know, not something that's uh, that's a performance or some kind of cheesy person singing, our God is an awesome God. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just, just an authentic prayer, and that's what I think worship should be. So it's been, it's been a blessing to be a part of that. Uh, Annie's been hooking me up with all these opportunities to, uh, to praise the Lord through worship and to just meet all kinds of awesome people who have uh, helped me grow. So it's been, it's been a great, I guess, six weeks or um, about that, and I'm, I'm thrilled to see what, what he has in store for, for me and the, and the time coming up. So. That's awesome. So, Annie, you introduced at the end of last year, began laying the groundwork for a household. Tell us a little bit about the inspiration, what a household is in the first place, because I think it's a model for all families. We do lit so groups. Other basically a Catholic sorority, it? not actually. Um, yeah, <laughs> basically fun. it's a community of uh, men or women who, respectively, who are just chasing after the Lord um, under a particular, I guess, spirituality. Um, so ours um, is called Talitha Kum, which means little girl arise. And, yeah, we started last semester. Um, and basically our charisms are healing and evangelization. So if I was going to sum it up in a word, um, it would just be that we're really passionate about discovering our own identity by discovering the heart of the Father, by receiving the heart of the Father for us. Um, and then from that, just like that overflow of leading other people into that and moving from that position. Awesome. So how many young women are members of your household? And from your retreat, can you share with us just indications, maybe some specific examples of a deeper encounter, deeper transformation taking place? Yeah, um, so we have 13 women who are official members of our household, um, plus an advisor um, who's super awesome. And, oh, man, so many stories. Yeah, just honestly, it's been really beautiful to see, like, women who have never had solid, like, women community who are now stepping into that, who are stepping into vulnerability and opening their heart to their sisters. Um, recently, probably one of the best examples or things that have just hit me hard was we had, we have commitments every week, so there's specific things that all of our girls come to and experience together. So our commitments are we have two. We do Lexio together um, on Tuesdays, and then actually it's going on right now. And then Thursdays we go to Mass together and then hang out for a little bit. And last Thursday we were just all hanging out in my room, and one of the girls came in and she was just like, I'm a mess and I need love. And she basically just opened up about some things that she was really struggling with and just places of fear in her heart that she knew that the father wanted to conquer. And it was really beautiful watching her like speak truth over herself after being vulnerable and then seeing my other household sisters like start speaking truth into her. And it was just cool because I can talk about vulnerability like forever. I can even be vulnerable with all of them forever, but they kind of expect it from me. So it was just really beautiful to see someone like come in and just like break down all of these walls just by being vulnerable. Um, so that was really beautiful. So, like, stories like that from, like, all the way to, like, Out of the Desert, which is an event that our, which is sponsored by our household. I was talking about that a little earlier, the worship night. Um, seeing, like, girls, like, open their hands for the first time in receptivity to the Father, coming out of it and being like, you know, I've never experienced worship before um, or just never experienced freedom before. Girls who've said, like, they've never felt loved before that. Like, that's just Oh, my gosh, that just absolutely blows my mind. Um, or even when there's, like, an opportunity to be like, hey, like, we're going to do Lexio, and then all of a sudden they start doing Lexio with, like, other random groups of women that they're having over. Like, it's just this, like, ripple effect that's 
crazy and beautiful, and I underestimated it entirely. So it's it's awesome. That's awesome. Let me ask you a question. Of course, we're a bit in the at least secular human fleeting, but epic shadows of the ecclesial scandal and crisis, and uh, it may have tapered off a little bit because of the drama around Kavanaugh or whatever, but you're on a Catholic campus, um, you're, you're in classes and in culture where you're talking about some of the things, and I'm speaking about the ecclesial crisis in particular. How is it hitting fellow students? What is the culture? How are they responding to it? Yeah, uh, I think I think here it's been a really good response. There's there's a lot, been a lot of open dialogue. Um, you know, as everywhere, people are people are frustrated. People uh, want the answers, but at the same time, I just see a lot of people uh, turning to what we just simply have to that we all agree we have to turn to is just turning to a, a deeper commitment and like a deeper faith. And uh, and so there's yeah, there's been a lot of t- tangible examples of that. Last week they had a uh, Ave kind of organized a reparation week, and uh, they had a bunch of different events. And uh, just in wow. reparation for for what's happened, um, there was a station of the cross. There was a, uh, a praise and worship night. There was some uh, different kind of fast going on. I know some people did some some things by themselves, but there was a, a couple different campus wide activities. Um, and I think as, as a whole, the campus is um, is filled with 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 young people that that really care and that want to change the church. And so I think honestly, I would tell anyone who's feeling frustrated and thinking about leaving the church, it's just like, maybe come to Ave for a few days. Because, <laughs> a few hours. I mean, a Road few trip. Because I Road just trip. think there's so many people here that are that are really committed and really love the church, and, and they're young, and they're energetic, and they're ready to go out and do something. So um, I, I have a lot of hope here. I'm not I'm not feeling down at all. I'm feeling great, uh, because just because of the community awesome. I've seen around me and the uh, just... Can yeah, I just button? how exceptional I've sure, been through this. Go ahead, JP. Awesome. Uh, that's so good. I love that. Uh, one thing with the the abuse crisis that's been going on is that I think we as just like a church need to stop asking the question like, God, why are we going through this? And begin asking the mm-hmm. question like, God, what are you preparing for us through this? Um, because like God wants to that's grow. God, God wants to use everything, both good and bad. For his glory in some way. Not just wants to, but does. Yes, he yes. does. And it's mm-hmm. so beautiful how he does it. So, like, um, for you guys down at Ave, how, how do you see he's preparing you guys through with this crisis, if that makes sense? Yeah. You know, honestly, um, I don't even know. Like, that's, a, that's, that's such a beautiful question. I think it's just, like, being receptive to what the Lord is doing here and now and, like, just every person. Like, looking, like, at every person as, like, an opportunity for love and as, like, a brick almost that's rebuilding the church. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, just kind of, like, allowing that to be our focus. Um, And just last night out of the desert, the theme was stepping into needs, um, stepping into that place between desiring and the fulfillment of desiring and or the fulfillment of desire and feeling that like gap that like waiting space between um, and I think like honestly right now we're, how the Lord is moving here is he's calling people to the courage to see needs and to claim needs mm. and then to like speak his provision over it um, so whether that's like you know something that we're seeing smaller scale at Ave or it, with our friend groups or our classes or whatever or even larger scale with the church and in our nation and just the world as a whole. Um, I think that that's definitely how the Lord is moving. So I want to put, yeah, we actually, 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Andy and I were, were talking about this the other night. We were kind of frustrated almost because we, we were saying, like, if, if our God is a God of surprises, you know, and so, but if our God is, is God of surprises, how do we live intentionally if everything's mm. a surprise? And we kind of, we just laughed about that. Like, how do you, <laughs> you know, and I think that's, that's something to think about here, though, because, like, we don't necessarily know what he's going to bring out of the, you know, out of the, the darkness and the, and the scandal and whatnot, but, but we, like, we know we're going to be surprised with how great it is. Mm. That's so we awesome. Kinda, that was a good conversation, and uh, it gives me hope. He surpasses awesome. our expectations. Like, we can't even imagine. I love that word. I love that word. I know you guys only have a short time left, but I would, uh, wouldn't want to miss the opportunity with two young people who are striving after the heart of Christ and blessed to be in a place and a culture, part of it, and bringing it to it. So right now you've got, whatever, a couple minutes to speak to your peers, not just those on campus, but those 18, 19, 20, 21. So picture where they're at, where most kids your age, most aren't going to church, most aren't into their faith, most are probably experiencing a kind of depression and addicted to phones and wondering if there's anything more. Just take a few moments and speak to them right now. What, what do you want to say to them? Um, you know, I would just say... I just, yeah, honestly, simplify. Um, God is a God of simplicity, and we complicate God so much so often. And the reality is, like, at the end of the day, like, the father just wants to hold his child. Um, And so I just say, like, don't be afraid to desire. Don't be afraid to desire more because the Lord, like, put those desires in our hearts, and he wouldn't introduce those desires to us if he didn't intend to fulfill them. Um, And so don't. Don't, don't limit it. Don't limit your desire. Don't limit your desire for God. Don't limit your desire for more. And just also, like, the Lord is so intentional, and he is so good in the way that he has deliberately fashioned us. And I just believe so firmly that every single person on this earth is created to fulfill a need. Um, and just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to step into that need because, you know, it's it's Bill Johnson from Bethel always says that, like, it's stepping into the impossible that makes us qualified, stepping into where we feel unqualified that makes us qualified and and yeah just like claiming that and doing that and moving with the power and authority of sons and daughters of the father i think he was quoting yeah i would too or something (laughs) go ahead colin oh i would just i was sorry i would just say uh if if someone were to ask me i I would just say hey bro uh do you want to be free you know, and uh, I think uh, I see so many people, uh, you know, crippled by it, whether it's depression or uh, addictions, I think, uh, especially with pornography, uh, things like that. And I just think, oh, man, if I could just give people the freedom, even the little taste of the freedom that I've received uh, and still being a sinner, but at least, you know, approaching the Lord a little bit, <laughs> uh, I would love to just give that, give that taste of that freedom to every single person I meet ever. So, um, I would I would just encourage people that, that, that are interested in something more. Um, that's what I would tell them is, hey, bro, do you want to be free? There's a way. That's awesome. awesome. Beautiful. I'm going to put you on the spot just to ask you to lead a closing prayer for those who are listening right now that are of your generation. But, folks, you're tuned into Ignite Radio Live, and we're proclaiming it tonight. Anne-Marie Schleter, our beautiful daughter and a voice of enunciation in times past, and Colin Stroud, new student there at Ave Maria. And uh, actually, I'm blessed to be able to meet your dad soon, uh, Colin. I think his co-host on the radio program there in South Bend is going to be meeting with us in a couple weeks, which is pretty exciting, just how God works and connects lines. It's this kind of Neat, Dr. McGovern, and Catholic Medical Association. Pray for all the work that they're wanting Amen. to do throughout the country, and uh, we're blessed to be able to partner with them. So li- lift it up for us right now. Oh, I, I also pray just uh, 
We'll just pray together in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here with us, Lord. We thank you for this radio program. We thank you for this ministry. We ask that you send your blessing upon all of us listening, um, all the hosts, uh, anyone working with the program. We ask that you lift up, uh, lift up all the good news here, and uh, and you you bring a, a greater a greater freedom to all of us um, this day and every day. And Lord, we just praise you uh, for all your blessings, and we ask that you watch over us uh, and and all that we do. Uh, this day and every day, and we and just together we can give you all glory and praise at the end of this night as we say glory to the Father and to the, the Son, Son and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit. So it was in the beginning, is now, and shall, shall be, be world without end. Amen. And the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys so much. Annie and Colin, God bless you guys. You know you're in our prayers, and uh, just continue to keep spreading it and know you're uh, surrounded with His grace. God bless you. Wow, what an uplifting uh, testimonial. From down south in mm. Ave, for those of you who are listening, blessed to have my daughter. And uh, we're sharing praise reports. Mike, how did that hit you? Well, I think one of the things that stood out was when Annie said that we're not working for for love, we're working out of love. Mm. And From love, I was yep. just like, Mike, drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Drop yourself? Yeah, I was oh, going to say, but I'm bummed. Yeah. So, like, puns. unpack that a little bit. Like, what, you know, maybe it's just simple in it. It says... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I went to reach for my water listeners, and I grabbed the um, hand sanitizer because it's a similar Don't look. drink Good that. thing you didn't drink. <laughs> don't, drink anyway. don't drink the yeah. hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Praise report. I did not drink the hand sanitizer. Update. You're alive. So, I guess uh, where I take this is I, I think we, by virtue of baptism and confirmation and the sacraments... Um, have, if you will, the weapons, have the means to bring the kingdom, that Jesus wouldn't ask us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, without providing the means to do it. And maybe too often we feel like it's our own ingenuity, right, and our own resources, but in fact it is the heart of Christ and his power in the Spirit. He wants us to humble ourselves and take that sword out of the sheath and use it. And uh, I can say to our listeners one simple thing is don't simply pray for people. That's great. Do it, by all means. Don't simply do it. Don't just pray even with people. But we've seen tremendous um, conquest in God's Spirit as we pray over people. Like, literally put your hand on his shoulder. Tonight, uh, folks who are listening, your, your spouse, your children, those in your community, take the risk in an appropriate ways, right? But just say, hey, can I pray over you right now? It's that sort of thing that we're seeing uh, God's kingdom come alive and we're seeing transformation, physical healing, spiritual healing. By the way, praise report Rich Cronin. We've been praying for him. He's a member mm-hmm. in our community. You know, a couple Fridays ago, got the great news that uh, he is cancer-free. Um, he's still dealing praise with symptoms God. and stuff, but how awesome is that, folks? Three years ago, this same disease, he would have had months. He would have had months to live, but he, he and his beautiful wife, they're actually going to be on a radio program next Tuesday. Is it next Tuesday? Maybe yep. two Tuesdays. So uh, so excited about that praise report. But that's from a lot of prayers, and certainly um, God working through nature, through doctors. We have another guest who just called in right now. How are you doing, Joseph? Absolutely fantastic. How are you guys? Great. You are live from Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. Joseph Schneider. That I am. Woo woo. I think we might need to turn over this uh, rest of the show to John Paul and Michael Hummison to kind of guide the discussion. What do you think? 
love. We hear the mighty ruach coming through Joseph's phone. Yeah. I don't know if that. I don't want to minimize the ruach, but there we go. Not as much. Joseph, we're, pra- we're praising God tonight. Light in the darkness, in spite of the shadows and the clouds, God is victorious. And we're talking about coming not for victory, but from victory, not for love, yeah, but, yeah. but from love. And, uh, you know, share with us. Just give us a snapshot. Maybe you youngins can share with us, you know, how the Spirit is moving you to, to claim his kingdom. But, Joseph, how's it been? Give us a snapshot of what you're doing down there and how, how it's going. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of light in the darkness all the time here. It's such a blessing to to serve here and to see lives transformed uh, daily. Um, the I, I'm here with 33 other full-time missionaries who have decided to commit at least a year to doing mission together in this place <clears throat> at Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. Um, primarily what we're doing over this next season is retreats. We're running retreats for approximately about 7,500 different youth, mostly middle school, but also different high schoolers, um, as well as we're hosting different events for parishes and communities and businesses and stuff, and we're doing outreach at least twice weekly. So lots of moving parts happening. What does that and, mean, outreach you know, twice weekly? Yeah, so we are, we are going in. out to both local parishes and to local communities. So the parishes, we have different partnerships with parishes throughout most of the diocese of Columbus, and uh, these parishes that are involved and invested in CYSC are are Catholic Youth Summer Camp. And this is a chance for us really to to walk with a lot of these kids. So there are a few different select um, parishes who we have partnerships with who send their kids to CYSC, and we also, as, as a community then, after they come to camp, we get to grow with them as a community. So we're not just leaving them from CYSC with like a great experience, but we're really trying to discover what it means to walk with them. So we're going with middle schoolers. Um, once a week we are going and doing like recess ministry with them. So sometimes that means just hanging out with these kids. Sometimes it means leading Bible studies with them. Um, it, can, it can take a different variety of forms, but we're constantly you know, trying to invest in these kids and grow them up to be the next uh, big world changers. And then we're also invested in local parish youth groups. So each one of us are assigned to different core teams of youth groups throughout the diocese. And uh, we're helping to grow up. Most of, these, most of these kids have been to camp. And so, again, it's a continuation sort of aspect of, of camp. And it's us beginning to kind of grow these kids and, and continue to foster relationships. Um, outreach also can take place with, like, we went to a local football, high school football games the other day to meet different people and to reconnect with people. Um, we just had our first, we're kind of venturing past the Columbus Diocese and into Cincinnati right now. So we had our first, um, we had our first Cincinnati trip. Me and three other missionaries went to Cincinnati to run these different kind of, um, youth rally sort of things for two different uh, middle schools in Cincinnati that will be there once a month doing these things for us, which is really cool because wow. it's more than just kind of going in once and, and doing our thing, but it's it's us able to constantly grow with them. And, uh, and yeah, so that's really awesome. And um, so that's kind of what outreach can consist of. And then we also reach the local community. So each of us are assigned different areas weekly where we go out and uh, we just find different ways to love and serve and bring Jesus to to the community. So we're located in Centerburg, so a lot of that takes place in Centerburg, also nearby cities such as Mount Vernon and Sunbury and Fredericktown. And so we're in malls, and we're in stores, and we're in shops, and we're in squares, and we're in all these different things. Let me pause you on uh, that. 
because that's that you yeah. state that, and I know from our conversations what that means, and I think it is uh, very unique. Catholics are called to do the sort of things you're doing in the public, but share with us what that involves and what what some yeah, of your exactly. experiences. But tell some stories, color it in. Yeah. So um, essentially, what we what, what we're doing is we're going to these areas. And we're we're loving them. We're finding ways to serve them and bring Jesus to them. So some that can that can change from from week to week. Um, we have people in nursing homes, and so their primary kind of thing is just to, to spend time with with these elderly people and to show them really what love is. And these people who oftentimes are abandoned or neglected mm. and don't have company, we just have the awesome chance to to love them and to be with them. Um, for those who are going into malls or stores or um, outlets or strips or whatever, um, really we're just looking, we're looking to see what the Father's doing. That's kind of really what we're doing. And so sometimes we'll go and, you know, we'll just, you know, talk to people and show them love. I mean, how many people throughout a day actually uh, are approached by random people and, and told that, you know, are, are given given a voice, are, are shown that they matter because someone took time out of their day to talk to them. Um, that could be a store owner or it could just be a person that is seen. They're just shown the love of Jesus, even if Jesus' name is never mentioned. Other times we see, um, we see uh, you know, we see the Father asking us to go and share who He is with people and sometimes pray with them and pray over them, pray for healing, pray for peace, pray for whatever it may be. So really, it, it can change based, week on, based from mm-hmm. week to week. Before each time of outreach, we gather as a community in our chapel, and we do some praise and worship, and we do some intercession. And we also ask Holy Spirit to, to put different people, um, images of people and names or circumstances on our hearts, and then someone write a list of them and send it to the rest of us. So I know that, that um, earlier today someone got a word about um, a particular man whose name was this, who was dressed like this, who was struggling with this. And that we found him. We ended up like someone found him and talked to him and got to bless him and pray with him. So it really can change one based week from week, but it's extending the kingdom in the way that Jesus did by loving people and, um, and bringing the kingdom to them. Awesome. I just want to say, um, like for, for anyone that's wondering, like Joseph and everyone at Damascus, I can say firsthand does an incredible job. Like, there is absolutely 100% no doubt that God works through these people. Uh, yeah, no problem, Joseph. Uh, and um, It's Mike kicking the mic. Going in. I hear uh, him. I hear him. <laughs> That's my boy. Just going in to this camp, like, not expecting anything, and then, like, receiving everything through these people just because God, just because God was working through them. And um, firsthand experience, actually, with Joseph, who is the guy who's talking right now, Um, I was just praying, and I was kneeling down, and I was praying, um, and then I started to sit down, and it was just during another adoration. I think it was the last adoration of the week, because I had an adoration every night. It's fire. No, second to last. So I was just sitting there, and he comes up behind me, and it's probably one of the um, first times I actually started to pick up my prayer and intentionally started praying to Jesus Christ, um, trying to figure things out. And he put his hand on me. And um, you just feel like when someone just regularly puts their hand on you just throughout your day, like it doesn't feel like much. But like at adoration, if someone like 
just puts their hand on you with intent and starts praying over you. It's just this feeling that you only experience like while you're at adoration. Mm. And he said to me, he said that, um, he, he gave me an image and I'm going to tell you what that image is. He said that he saw a bird and it was flying around, but it was constrained in this cage and um, it just kept hitting the walls of this cage and it, mm. it couldn't, you know, it could fly and it could fly really fast, but it, it couldn't escape this cage that it was in. And um, and then he started um, telling me that um, God was um, opening that cage for that bird, which was like me. And I'm sitting there and I'm, my eyes are closed and I'm just like, what the heck? This is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's all through Joseph. So um, that's something that I will never forget. And that's just like a glimpse of what Joseph and everyone at Damascus does for for young people. They open them up, open the doors of their hearts to Jesus Christ, and uh, yeah, that's that's priceless, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm. Thanks, brother. Man, I appreciate yeah, I that. Want to butt in real quick? I had the uh, pleasure slash honor of shadowing the staff at uh, and the missionaries at Damascus for a week during their Catholic youth summer camp season, and I was blown away by just a community of people just that are so all in like there there's i can't say that there's a single person that's not like just really really wanting to see the kingdom alive on earth and like what they're doing at i'm gonna pull the gladiator thing what they're doing at damascus is echoing into eternity um (laughs) because like i i've been touched and i've been taking certain aspects of their community to the leadership team of lit and wanting to apply it to lit as a whole mm-hmm. and i'm not the only person like uh some of the guys have started a group chat um like a th- bunch of the guys that went to cysc my week started a group chat and like you will it's one of the most beautiful things because it's a bunch of guys that are striving for holiness and like people people just like send texts about like the glory that god's doing in their lives and through them some different struggles in their faith and like just wanting to develop a brotherhood and that's that started at damascus and like all of us can say that we were inspired by seeing the brotherhood that we saw from the men on staff on mission at damascus um so yeah i just wanted to throw that in there so you're talking too about a missions community, right? Joseph, you're blessed to be a part of a intentional missions community. What is that like yeah. for you and in, in particular um in your brotherhood, so to speak? Yeah. So it's amazing to be with people who are running after God harder than I am. Because it's just you're called on every day. You know like if you miss prayer every day, like you have people who are gonna who are gonna ask about it and who are going to, you know, who are gonna check in with you. Like your um, did. And yeah, it's, you're, you're part of the culture. Where, sorry, what was that? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> you're good. Keep going. Sorry. Keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, you're part of people who are gonna call you on, and um, and yeah, so that's awesome. Especially living in a house with 14 other guys. Um, you know, we're we're growing together and we're rubbing shoulders and. And it's just so good to be with people who are who are on mission together. Like you know, they're not they're not here because it's like a fun, exciting thing to do. Um, which certainly it has its moments of being fun and exciting. But you know, when you're when you're minutes during primary to middle school kids, you're not a small group of of sixth grade boys who just are crazy and blah blah whatever. You know, that's not most people's dream of fun and exciting. Uh, you're dying to yourself constantly. 
So, folks, uh, thank you for that, Joseph. You're tuning to Ignite Radio Live, and um, we're we're giving praise reports, which are more than just instances or dots. It is the fabric of love. It's the fabric of what Christ wants to accomplish through every baptized, through every person, but, but those who respond to it in baptism. This is what we're meant to do. This is we will not be satisfied until we respond to that grace that God wants to pour forth. And uh, let's face it. To varying degrees, each of us are responding to it. We have fears, we have doubts, we have reservations. I'm saying that because some of you grandparents or parents may be thinking, gosh, I sure wish my son or grandson or granddaughter daughter were into this. I wish they recognized God is real. I wish they knew that he designed them for a relationship with him and that their, their circumstances, wherever they're at, are meant to be places of revival, that they awakened to that and that they uh, responded to it. So I guess I just want to give an encouragement to anybody who's listening right now and say, you know, God does desire this. And what he desires, he provides for. And it is a bit of a tragedy that maybe many people's Catholic experience feels like dry bones. Let's just keep it really real. The grace is there. The power is there through the sacraments. Um, And, you know, if nothing else tonight, you're hearing encouragement of uh, young people, young adults who are saying yes. And certainly adults through many of us and our, as we gave testimony to our lit group, our lit team, adults who are responding to this grace. But this this is what God wants to offer us. 
And uh, just a little commercial, of course, our Ignite is this coming Thursday. Come and experience that special Ignite and that outpouring and that power. But I want to invite everybody to be mindful. He wants these to be more than just fleeting moments. He wants it to be a culture. He wants it to be a way of life. And most of us feel distant from that, but he, he's pouring it out in our lives right now. Joseph, what... Yeah. Um, what sense are you getting, if you will, from those who've been on the camp, camp, if you will, in the summer, and, uh, if you will, the challenges and the successes of increasingly live it out as they come year after year? What's the sense of sort of a, a growing, uh, I don't know, culture of living it out beyond the camp? Yeah. So, really awesome glory story that I, I hope is an encouragement to all listeners that this isn't just something, you know, missionaries do, but this is something that all of the lay people are called to do. We had an awesome group from St. Mary German Village um, come to our leadership retreat two weeks ago. It was our first retreat of the year. We were super excited for it. And found out kind of at St. Mary German Village. It was their 6th, 7th, and 8th graders were all coming to their whole middle school. And we found out that this place had just kind of... Um, was definitely in a struggling kind of part of the area with a lot of broken families and a lot of tough situations. And I think out of the whole, this is a whole Catholic school, I believe if I'm correct, I think 30% of them are Catholic of these middle schoolers. And so um, we're already kind of being stretched in in what we're doing because that's not the typical, um, that's not the typical crowd that we uh, deal with here um, at Damascus. But it was awesome to see how Holy Spirit came in and stretched and, um, yeah, it was awesome that these kids who I had kids in my group who didn't even know what the Trinity was, wow. um, just different things like that, and see them believe in God by the end of the week. I had an awesome glory story about my campers. I had a group of seven boys, and none of them really thought that you could ever know God is real. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up praying for healing for some of them, and they ended up being healed. And then they're like, wow, like, now we can, like, I can't, like, say God's not real anymore because I just saw him show up. So things like that that happened were just awesome. But the best part of it, though, is that these kids went home, and um, just after having a really great experience, and all of our hearts were just kind of breaking for these kids who, who come from tough situations, but hopeful in, in what God's doing and what He had done and the seeds that were planted. And we actually, uh, six of us ended up going back there to do some recess ministry. On it. We kind of had, like, the day off, and so we went and did that. And I uh, just got to love on these kids and continue to build relationships. And we found out afterwards, later on, that some of the teachers and parents that had started during school this totally voluntary Bible study. Anyone who wanted to come in could go, but there was no pressure. There was no, like, obligation to go or anything. This was just started by teachers. And, um, and over one-fourth of the whole middle school class ended up attending this, um, this Bible study in the middle of, like, their day where they could be doing other things, like these middle schoolers, and again, most of the school doesn't even believe in God. But to have um, them come to, like, a, a voluntary Bible study uh, that's formed by teachers, this isn't something we're doing. This is teachers in a school who are committed to actually evangelizing their kids and providing opportunities for that. And that was just awesome to hear because it's, like, that continuation aspect. We can't walk with them constantly, but their teachers and their parents can. And to see people outside of, like, a missionary community, so to speak, um, doing things like that is just so inspiring. And so for any, any parents and um, teachers and grandparents and whoever out there, know that you have a part to play in the evangelization of your kids, your students, your grandkids, whatever it may be. 
And it's awesome to get them to go to events like CYSC or Ignite or whatever it may be, but you all have a part in in their formation, and you guys can help continue that and inspire them to actually live it out beyond those moments. So, yeah, that's kind of... That, that was your brother. That's my encouragement to you Indeed. All. i got to get this uh, commercial in just real quickly. Joseph, thanks so much for that testimony. Just hang out with us a moment, Stephanie. You have something you want to say. But, folks, I love my family. I'm not just saying that. It's actually a go-to. I love my family.us uh, is where you can register for this free Ignite on Thursday. And we're so moved at how many are responding to this. Is it dot com? It's dot .us. I love my family dot U.S. and uh, we encourage you all to join us um, for just this uplifting experience. Joseph, um, just you had shared a little bit the other day about your recess ministry and how much it meant to the kids that you actually took time for them, eyeball to eyeball. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So we come to this this school. There's again six of us missionaries, and we stayed for the whole recess period. So we got kids all the way from kindergarten up to eighth grade. We were there for a lot longer than we planned, but we just they couldn't leave. Um, we were just so caught up in loving these kids, and so you have um, all these kids coming up and, and playing with you, and like right, especially younger ones, they would <laughs> they would just like start chasing after you, and then soon a whole horde of them are chasing after you for no reason, and then they'll start chasing after everyone. Or it's like an awesome game of ships and sailors, or we throw. Um, where we play sharks and minnows, or we throw the, the football or the frisbee, or we play different games with them, and, and we just like loved them. And just the gift know, so of kids, interest like, in little time. Little kids from kindergarten all the way up to eighth grade. Who, like one saying, like, "Oh, this is the best recess ever." But I remember there's one little boy who's playing with one of my one of my brother missionaries, and he goes, he was just like, "Wow, like I've never." I've never seen any like big kid play with little kids like this. Oh, that's crazy. Awesome. And like there's just so many stories about that about and they kept like begging us to come back and to, to be and to play with them and ask if we're gonna be there next week and they felt the they love of so God. Moved, like, Awesome. Joseph, we got to cut it short. We will certainly have you again. You know, you have our love and prayers and all of you every day lifting you up. And let's just close, folks, in prayer tonight in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You made us for yourself, God. Just breathe your life into us, all the debris and floods of your glory, overflowing to all those around us for the glory of your name and your kingdom. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.